When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. It's Thursday, February 9th. I'm Jeff Schwartz alongside Gabe Goodwin and Matt Ford. This is Jeff Schwartz of Smart and You, powered by the Varsity Podcast Network. We're all here because we have one special game this weekend, the Super Bowl, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. I am here at Radio Row. I'm in like a back closet behind everything recording this podcast with all the people around us, Gabe and Matt, back in Los Angeles, guys. Uh, glad to have everyone together for the special week, Super Bowl week. We'll talk everything they have to do with this game also because we never get away from Gabe's favorite person of all time. We'll talk about Tom Brady retiring other NFL news before we get to this big game. How are we doing, fellas? Well, I, I can say with confidence that I'm I'm doing great and the mockery of Tom Brady and his underpants has fueled me all week long. Here's my only question, guys. Yes. Why are we trying to make big decisions about who to bet on in the Super Bowl? Uh, without sitting in the darkness for four days by ourselves. Like, that's the way you do that. <laughs> that's the way big decisions get made. So what are we doing here in the light seeing each other? This is silly. Well, technically, I am sort of in the dark here behind the set of, uh, of Sirius XM here at Radio Row. Uh, did you see, by the way, that Aaron Rodgers went after my brother on Twitter? Uh-huh. My brother tweeted out in regards to Aaron Rodgers saying he's spending four days in utter darkness, which, by the way, you could not pay me money to spend more than 37 minutes in that same situation that Aaron Rodgers will put himself into. Pure darkness. One room, pure darkness, four days, getting fed, two meals a day. That's it. Just darkness, nothing around you, by yourself, four days. My brother tweeted out, like, weird, the Packers don't want to negotiate with this guy. What a surprise. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers replied with, like, Every, you know, be respectful, be kind, our journeys are not the same, like, blah, 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 blah. And my brother's right. 
but he got an answer from Aaron Rodgers. I was pretty surprised by that. Uh, I don't know if your brother's right, and I also don't know if you're right about that being misery. Your kids maybe are getting a little too old. If you say to me, the father of three young children, here's what you get to do for the next four days. You get to sit in total darkness. We'll feed you. No one can contact you. No one can ask anything of you. Just sit in the dark. The worst thing that could happen is you get bored. Okay. I'm signing up, bro. That sounds awesome. I get that point of it. But this is, again, this is Aaron Rodgers trying to hijack a week that's not about him. Right? Like, he knew if he said this on Super Bowl week that we'd talk about this instead of talking about the Chiefs and Eagles. Like, at this point, I get why the Packers are like, yeah, I'm just, I just tired. I'm tired of dealing with this. I'm tired of, of just this always, you know, he, he can't decide if he's going to play until he has a four day quiet retreat. Like I get why the Packers are just, are just over this. Jeff, is that why you were stuck in the deep recesses of a stadium stuck in like the water storage room? Are you doing this just mostly to sort of put yourself in his shoes? Is that why you are where you are right now? I am. Yeah. I'm just trying to hide from everyone. Um, so, yeah, I'm right next to – there are water – if you're Aquafina, there's some life water, there's some Mountain Dew. A lot of Mountain Dew. I didn't, I didn't think people drink Mountain Dew still. Um, not going to lie. Crates and crates and pallets and pallets of Mountain Dew around here. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers once again made himself um, the uh, story of Super Bowl week, which, again, he's not playing this game for many years in a row now. That's a problem. But, but yeah, when he becomes your, your Jets quarterback, you'll have to root for him, and I cannot wait. Well, that's why he's doing it. He, the four days in, in darkness – uh, and fear uh, and and questioning everything about his life. That's what it's like to be a Jets quarterback. So he's just getting ready. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw some of those jokes rolling around. It's possible, man. But like, look, in all seriousness, if this is what you want your life to be, go for it. Like, if you want to do a four-day retreat in total darkness, that will get your mind right. Like, go be about it. Do your thing. You know, meditation works for some people. doesn't work for other people. I'm not knocking that at all. But I think for a lot of us, this, this storyline, the narrative, the Rodgers thing is just getting old, man. Tell us if you want to play or not. Tell us if you want to be a Packer or not. Do you want to leave or not? The other stuff, to me, as someone who's covered him for a long time now, like I'm just not interested in it. Like, good. That's a journey you want to be on. Be on your own journey. Do that all you want. I don't need the other things, man. I just want to know if you're playing next year or not for the Packers. And for a lot of us, I feel like we've done three years of this offseason now where every offseason is the same thing, where there these storylines keep popping up and all anyone wants to know is whether he's going to play football or not. Can you just imagine, like, actually go through what this looks like? So Aaron Rodgers' life, first of all, he must not be in the uh, the hyperbaric chamber yet so because he has Twitter so he could shit on your brother. So that's that's he's not in there yet. But let's just actually picture this. Like, he's going to go into, like, a sensory deprivation tank for four days and then he's going to emerge and be like, deep breath, like, ah, Raiders. You know what I mean? Like, what's like, what is actually going to happen? Like, walk me through the paces of how this is going to go. It's so stupid to think about this. It's like, what are you really going to think about in there? It's so selfish. That is pretty funny, right? Like, you come out of that and you're just like, I want to play with in the division with Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and now a possible Hall of Fame coach in the Broncos. That's I want to go that division. I want to go from maybe being the best quarterback in the NFC Conference with Tom Brady retiring to being the third best in my own division. Raiders. Raiders it is. So it just, again, like another hijacking of what should be a conversation only about the Super Bowl this week. Yeah, well, let's talk about the Super Bowl because the alternative to talking about this would be to go deeper on Tom Brady's junk and the fact that he photoshopped a picture of himself, you know, covering it up. Uh, talk about a guy who needs attention. 
Um, Hold on. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You might you might have missed that. That was only everywhere. No, I saw the photo. Wait, 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 wait. What part was the Photoshop? What? What part was the Photoshop? Do you think that that guy just posted that picture raw? You, you, I zoomed in. Every man listening to this show will admit you zoomed in. That dude isn't built like that. That guy's face isn't like that. That guy's hair doesn't come in like that. The first thing I noticed was the face. I thought it was an AI-generated image of Tom Brady's face. I thought it was Wayne Newton. <laughs> he looked so weird. I thought it was, what was the, uh, I, I don't mean to call him this, but that's how people know him. What was the fat kid in Stand By Me who became very famous? Jerry O'Connell? Is that who it is? Yeah, I think so. Jerry O'Connell. Jeff's never seen that. I've never seen it. Was he Cush in Jerry Maguire, right? Isn't that his name? Okay, so so you think Tom Brady has a complete Photoshop? Yeah, I think he looks like that guy's real life, which is kind of Photoshopped looking. It did not look like a real picture was taken and it just came out that way from his iPhone. The backlight was perfect. All of it was perfect. Oh, he's single, single retired thirst trapping already. Yeah, he's already in the thirst trap. And he's already whitewashing history. What do you know? Oh, no, I mean, Bill and I are cool. Yeah, we're totally fine. Why, why would anyone say otherwise? Gabe, did it give you joy when you saw Tom Brady announce retirement? Yeah, but only temporary. Until he goes into four days of isolation and comes out and sees whatever he needs to see. I'm not believing he's done with football. I will not believe it till next year when he's in a booth. That's the first time I'll believe. I think this is genuine, but when he said he's not going to start working for Fox for 2024, that leaves the window open for next year, right? My first thought was, oh, well, the window's still open. Now the question, because the actual football question is obviously, this changes a lot for a lot of teams, right? The Raiders thought they had a chance to get Tom Brady. The Niners thought maybe they had a chance to get Tom Brady. Uh, the Dolphins maybe thought they had a chance to get like, This changes a lot of NFL offseasons now for a lot of teams because they're not getting Tom Brady. Yeah, it's going to have a huge domino effect, which we get to talk about all offseason. But for now, today, the reason the three of us are together is because normally I come in on a Monday or Tuesday and I talk a bunch of shit like the people on Twitter do, and then you kind of fix those silly takes and tell us what's really going on in the game and then later in the week you talk to matt and you guys try often fail to come up with winning picks on that weekend's game so let's we're calm down with the that too well i'm just saying we're merging the two and we're the takes and the picks are one this week that's all anyone's doing so uh let's let's get into it because we got an interesting line on this game eagles minus one and a half uh, that surprised me but you two are the experts What's the play? What's the thought process? I want to hear how you guys do this. Jeff? So normally, Matt, you go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> here to learn. <laughs> well, look, I've stared at this for days, just like everyone else has. And yes. the thing that's kind of strange is all the money came in on Philly, right? Like I, it opened with the Chiefs favored yep. and all the money came in on Philly and it got bet up. And then it's just kind of hung at this one and a half, which is where it is when we yep. when we're recording this. Um, and the fact that, you know, I think it's 70 or 75% of the money in bets are all in Philly and it's not moving is very weird because this is obviously the biggest handle in sports betting every single year. So it makes me think that there's going to be a rush on the Chiefs on saturday and sunday yep. and that this line is going to flip agreed so i've sort of been like gently betting um the throughout the week thinking that the value is going to be now but it, that could also change like there is a chance that you know if the if the pros are on philly 
that they're kind of waiting, uh, you know, till the last minute for some reason as well. I started coming in thinking the Eagles would probably win this game just because they're better everywhere except one position. And I flipped and I'm now, I'm now on the chiefs. I think the money line's a nice play. I just think when you get a chance to get Holmes as a small dog in a, in a big game, you kind of just have to do it. Um, so that's where I am. I can't imagine Jeff's far from that. I think you've read this game exactly right. I think that this game closes near a pick'em because the Chiefs' money comes in hard on Sunday, and that's it's money on on fifteen, right? Because the Eagles are better on the offensive, defensive lines. And when I say these things, guys, it doesn't mean the Chiefs are bad, right? The, the Eagles have Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, right? Two two All Pros, two future Hall of Famers. They have three other offensive linemen that are either Pro Bowlers or Pro Bowl alternates. Right? They have five offensive linemen that are studs. The Chiefs have two all-pro offensive linemen as well, their left guard and their center. The, the, you know, the rest of the guys just aren't as good as the Eagles. It doesn't mean the Chiefs' offensive line stinks. They have a great offensive line. The Chiefs' defensive line, they have Chris Jones. They have Frank Clark, who turned into some all-world player in the postseason. But the Eagles have four of those guys, right? They have, they have Riddick, and they have Hargrave, and they have Cox, and they have, and they have Josh Schwett. So, like, when I say the, the Eagles have better offensive defensive lines, it doesn't mean the Chiefs are bad in those spots. The Eagles are just better, right? Secondary-wise, look, the Chiefs secondary has played four rookies, 25% of snaps. They've gotten better. Like this, That's part of playing young players. They're not the same team they were even eight weeks ago. They're a much better secondary. Trent McDuffie's been fantastic. Sneed will be back for this game, which was a huge bonus for them. He only played a couple snaps against the Bengals. Eagles secondary is probably a little bit better, but guys, the Chiefs secondary is I think better than we give them credit for. Obviously, the Eagles weapons, the Eagles weapons are better, especially the Chiefs don't have McCall Harbin, who's not going to play in this game. Juju may or may not play in this game. Eagles weapons are better. Tight end, obviously, Travis Kelsey is better. But the Chiefs have 15, and that to me is the difference in this game, right? Jalen Hurts is good. He's not Pat Mahomes good. If Mahomes is healthy, which I think he is, that's the difference in this game. And if the Chiefs can protect long enough, then... I'm with you, Matt. I think Chiefs can win this game. This is, for me, obviously, it's a big legacy game for the Chiefs. It solidifies Andy Reid. Joe Montana just walked by me. That's that, that's the radio. I should have stopped him to get him on the podcast. We don't have time for Joe Montana. We're talking about other stuff. <laughs> that's the fun thing about Radio Row. Joe just walked on by. He's like, hey, buddy. If the Chiefs win this game, like, Andy Reid's legacy is finally cemented. Like, we don't have to talk about it anymore. Like, I, I'm tired of people talking about, well, he's lost this game. He lost this game. Like, we're done with that. Two Super Bowls. Done. No more talking about that. Pat Mahomes, right? Is, is he is he this and that? Two Super Bowls, like, we're done with that. The talk is done. And so I think that the Chiefs realize this as well. And one thing I found pretty interesting, I don't know if you guys read into this at all. Did you guys pay attention to any of the Monday night festivities, the opening night, the meeting night? Do you guys watching those videos that came out? Yeah. The Eagles were very uptight. Yes. Did you notice that? Yeah. Very uptight. Our buddy, Dave Damashek ask the silliest questions of all time. You know, is this a must-win game? And, like, Nick Sjarni is like, yes, it's a must-win game. And they ask, like, it's so serious, all of them. Chiefs were loose, man. Like, they, they've been here before. They were loose. They were chill. Like, that matters to me a little bit. So, I'm taking the Chiefs here. Close game. There's many things we can talk about, but and we'll get into prop bets and how I kind of see this game going based on how I, I view the prop bets. But I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I think that they get this done. It's a legacy game for them. They raise the Lombardi again. One thing that I found kind of interesting about Philly's demeanor this week. So Jason Kelsey was wearing like an underdog shirt. Like they keep sort of playing up this like nobody's believed in us. Jalen Hurts, you know, he had another like sort of tense exchange at media night. 
Um, Sirianni's been talking about. That was with Dave. About, that was with Damashek. That's so funny that that was with Sheck. Well, well done, Sheck. There were a few other, just sort of like um, Sirianni brought up that you know he felt a little bit dismissed by Reed when he wasn't retained on the staff. I think like ten years ago. It it does feel like Philly's sort of trying to generate their own bulletin board material, so to speak. Right? Like I've sort of noticed that they're kind of it. It's given me a little bit of a flashback to the Bengals where they just were sort of playing these mind games and it ended up backfiring. Are you getting that same feel too? Well, because they're not the underdog. Like they won in 2017 with, they were the underdog of that game, right? They were the underdog the entire playoffs, but they're the favorite for a reason. They're really good. And, and maybe they're not embracing that because it's hard to embrace being really good. And we know how often we talk about this all the time, like the underdog role and what that, and how that, and buys itself and how players prepare and get ready to play each week. But it's not, it's not what they are. They're not, they, they're the big dogs right now. They're the favorite in the Super Bowl for good reason. And I think they're trying to, to motivate themselves that way. But I don't know if it's going to work, man. The Chiefs just feel so much looser this week. They've been here before. They, they just feel like a team that feels like they're going to start faster this game for some reason. I have a question for you guys. Yes. Because this is more of a, like a value question. This is where I'm, I'm less of a degenerate than either of you by a lot. So, if we're all agreeing, or at least Jeff, you're saying you think the Chiefs will win outright. I'm looking at this number, and I'm like, okay. I mean, I also think the Chiefs will win outright. I would, I would have assumed that this spread would be flipped. I would have assumed that they were a one and a half point favorite, not a one and a half point dog. That's where it started. Yeah. So okay, fair enough. So isn't the play obviously to just bet the money line? Like, who cares about yes. the points? Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the place about the money line, and then I think there's other ways to gain value. The value thing is, I was talking to a buddy today who works for Veasan here um, about value, right? Because like everyone tries to use that word now in, in sports wagering, value, value, value. But this is actual value play, right? Because of the way that the game is played now, with teams being more aggressive and going for two points as well. Two is now a more valuable number than it's ever been. But you're not even on the two anymore, right? Like if it was plus two, I'd say, hey man, I, I take the Chiefs plus two. But you're now at that one and a half, one like Chiefs money line. You get pl- a little bit of plus money here. That's the way to go. Like I just that feels like the more value play to me. Also, Mahomes win the MVP. Like, but you don't get plus money for what's Mahomes MVP right now? Is that plus money still? For sure. So like they're only winning this game with Mahomes winning the MVP. Like that's another way to look at at, at this game. Is like if you think the Chiefs can win. Is the plus money for Mahomes MVP better than plus money for them on the money line? That's the way we look at this game. As what well. about? I mean, Kelsey could be could you could make the same case for him? It's like if Kelsey has three touchdowns, you know, he him at plus twelve hundred. I feel like that's not yeah a bad plus play. yeah plus plus one twenty is Pat Mahomes right now for Super Bowl MVP. Remember, guys, these odds will fluctuate throughout the game uh, throughout the week. I also think you know, look, if you're on the Eagles. Um, which, you know, it's totally your, your prerogative, obviously. Uh, you're looking for MV, MV, MVP picks. Obviously, you know, taking the Jalen Hurts and the Miles Sanders, you know, the, those are kind of like the easy ones to look at. Um, I do think there's a possibility for like uh, for Hassan Reddick to be that guy um, at plus, uh, plus 3,000 right now. Because, look, if the Chiefs are going to have to find a way to block all these guys, right? And you look at the matchups where the, 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 the Chiefs' tackles against Josh Sweat and, and Riddick are going to be – the, the matchups, right? Hassan Reddick. They're the matchups. And the Chiefs can find a way to help a little bit on those guys. But a couple things with help. I'm talking about this often. It's important to note this when it comes to, to helping off of the tackles. One is when you help, 
with a tight end or running back, that's one less guy you have in the route concept, right? So a lot of times the Chiefs like to run what we call flood concepts, where they put three guys on one side of the field. So you have one guy shallow, one guy medium, one guy deep. It stretches the defense out. Well, that requires a tight end or running back typically to be the first guy in that flood. Well, if he's now blocking, he's not there. So they have a two-man concept, not a three-man concept, and the Chiefs don't have wide receivers that win very often against sort of man or tighter coverage. So you kind of need that flood concept to happen. Also, too, when you when you chip and whatnot, it can actually hurt offensive linemen if you just line that guy up all the time right there because the defense can figure out what you're doing. But you have to be creative on how they move those guys around. They have been. They've done a good job of helping those guys out. But you can only help one at a time. You're not helping both guys. So Orlando Brown and Wiley are going to have to have one-on-one matchups. And that's where the value comes in here if you think maybe a non-quarterback wins the MVP award or to a defensive guy who might be able to inflict damage in that way. But again, I I think it's very unlikely. You're going to have to have like three sacks and a forced fumble. It's going to be very hard for that to happen. I think Von Von Miller won the MVP, right, in uh, that Super Bowl uh, 50, right? Yeah. but, you know, so he had he had two and a half sacks, six tackles, two forced fumbles, and he had, you know one of those fumbles ended up being recovered for a touchdown. That's possible. Like that's the type of game you need if you're betting plus three thousand for that for that MVP odds. I have a question for you, Jeff. That's probably more just yes. the football take side than the betting side, but we can turn it into a betting topic with any time touchdown score. So the little I understand about football tells me that. The Eagles are going to be like running downfield at, at Pat all the time. And that's a big strength. And everyone's worried about the pass rush. And the way that you sort of can counter that, especially if you're Andy Reid, is through the screen game, right? And so you kind of like let those guys through and then just flip it right over them. And now you're running upfield. So could this be a big day for Kadarius Tony? Because they did a little bit of this in the late in the season and then early in the playoffs. Yeah. So great question. Hear that, Matt? Um, great question. Wow. This is a well done, Gabe. Yeah, you must have been reading my uh, my my direct messages. Me and, and Mina Kimes have talked about this for four years now about Whoa. the Chiefs' screen game. We go back and forth about the Chiefs' screen game all the time. Um, I saw her earlier today. We were talking about this. The Chiefs' screen game is going to be a huge part of of their success this weekend, and it's not Kadarius Tony. It's going to be, in my opinion, two guys. Okay, so my favorite prop of the entire weekend is Noah Gray over twelve and a half receiving yards. The, the Chiefs' backup tight end. Love it. Because they're going to use him in the screen game. Yeah. The play that Brock Purdy got his elbow broken in half, that's a play where you have now turned to a screen, right? You block, boom, boom, turn around, pop the ball to Noah Gray. All the attention to Travis Kelsey over here on the left, boom. Here's Noah Gray on the right, catch the ball, get right upfield. I like... I like Pacheco over receiving yards for this exact reason because they're going to have to do this on non-third downs. First down, second downs when he's more in the game. Jeremy McKinnon, yeah, maybe he's the guy that gets screens. But third down, Eagles are thinking screen. They're not thinking screen on first down as often. So Pacheco's in those situations more often. So I think Pacheco and Noah Gray to me in the screen game. Now, for wide receivers, the thing with Tony, Gabe, is that he just gets hurt too often. He broke his own ankle in the game against the Bengals. No one hit him, and he sprained his ankle and went out. Like, how, you can't wager on a guy that that might not make it throughout the game. I, everyone's favorite wager this weekend is, is like, Jalen Watson. Is it Jalen Watson? Yeah, yeah um, Justin. Uh, Justin, Justin Watson. Watson. Justin Watson, who didn't did not dress last weekend, um, but will dress this weekend, you know, over, over receiving yards, Okay, I mean, I guess if you want to be like everyone else and wager on that one, 
But to me, it's Noah Gray. Like the backup tight end, they will find spots for him in this game in 13 personnel in the screen game or when teams are taking a look at Travis Kelsey. Gray will be the guy. I feel really good about this one, Matt. Do you think that one of the surprises was that um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was added back into the mix? I feel like he's going to be a parlay or a, or a anytime Please touchdown. Don't play him. I have a feeling he's just going to murder people because he's going to get some weird like goal line touch. Like he, we haven't seen him in a while, and Pacheco and McKinnon have sort of gotten off to these. Uh, they've had these nice runs. Do you see that guy just blowing everyone's uh, everyone's anytime bets? Yeah, I mean, so they're going to address him as the third running back. I'd imagine he hasn't played in so long. I just don't like the way he runs. I can certainly see him like getting at the two yard line, like as you said, just getting like an anytime touchdown, just to piss everyone off um, who doubted him all season long. He he is sort of the um, the cigar though, like the closing. Like if they're if the Chiefs are are up at the end of the game, he's made he's sort of the guy you probably want in because he's done it this year, like to close out games, like. He's the guy you want if he doesn't run with his eyes closed like he does sometimes. He's the guy that that you want, I think, to close the game out more than Pacheco. So to me, you just don't know if he's going to be active. You might have to wait for this one until they put out their active list 90 minutes before the game. All right, I got another couple questions for you about player-specific stuff. So I look at Travis Kelsey in any big game, and I'm like, whatever I got to pay, whatever the number is, I'll pay it and I'll go over especially when there's no one else who can play, as you're telling me. So is there any limit to how many yards we can hope for from Travis Kelsey? The fact that he'll score, costing us money to bet it. Like, what? why not just hammer Travis Kelsey on everything? That feels like a simple thing to do. Um, yeah, I'm a simple guy. But, you know, the lines are, the lines are all going to be inflated, obviously, because everyone else is doing that, too. And so, I mean, I think you can always – you're never wrong with – thinking Travis Kelsey is going to end up with a great game, right? I mean, that's what they do, but the Eagles know that too. Like, I, again, I could see them just trying to take away Travis Kelsey and say, hey, let anyone else beat us, right? And so that anyone else is everyone else that we mentioned. Look, you're fine, Danny, to go wager on Travis Kelsey props, but I don't think that is the smartest play because Eagles are going to focus on him so much. All right, I've got one for you and Matt. What about this? What is Boston Scott known for? Scoring touchdowns against the Giants. Correct. Who's the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs? Steve Spagnola. Which team did he used to work with? Love this. Gabe, this is like 18 degrees of separation. The Giants. Give me some, Boston Scott. Plus 800 <laughs> most rushing yards. Come get some. Okay. So here's, here's let's talk about the Eagles rushing game here for a second. I like Jalen Hurts over 10 and a half rushing attempts. Me too. And, and the reason I do is when the Eagles run those run pass options, right? The RPOs as they're known as um, the Niners try to force Jalen Hurst to keep the ball as much as possible. I think the Chiefs are going to do the exact same thing and they're going to do it because Jalen Hurst is not hundred percent. It's very clear when you watch him run. I, I would imagine the season's over. We're going to hear something like his shoulder is far worse than we think it is, which it looks when he's running right now, it looks sort of, it looks sort of that way at times where he's not hundred percent. I would force him to keep the ball as much as possible and that would increase, obviously, his rushing attempts and put him way up. So, to me, because I would, I would try to hit him as much as you can. Also, if if you force him to keep the ball, that keeps your defensive line cleaner, right? Like, less less time they get double teamed, less time the Eagles offensive line gets kind of ladded up a little bit, and it puts Hurts on the edge, more contact to Hurts, more hitting on Hurts, and you live with the results. So, I think it's 10.5 right now. 
I would go Jalen Hurts over 10 and a half rushing attempts um, because if I were the Chiefs, I would force him to keep the ball as much as possible. The other thing that um, gives that a little extra value is the kneel downs because you could get one or two off of the kneel downs at the end of the game if you like Philly. But I will in the first half too. Yeah, first half also in the games where Philly, where it's been close, including even even against the Giants, where it wasn't close in Week 18, he had nine attempts uh, in a game that where they didn't even really need it. He had 17 rushing attempts against Chicago. He had in the the high scoring Packers game. He had 17. He went under most games, but a lot of the close ones. He did end up having a lot of attempts, so I think it's a good play, Jeff. I've seen everyone's most popular wagers this week. Jalen Hurts under passing yards, Pat Mahomes over passing yards. Yeah, I'm in line with that. I think Hurts is, but the the Chiefs, in my opinion, again, are going to leave a lot of 50-50 opportunities on the edges for A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith. They look, we'll live with that. So Hurts can go over because of that. If they catch a bunch of those balls, you just say, okay, like we live with 50-50 balls and we – we got beat. Like, we can live with that. We're not going to live with them just pounding us up front and gaining seven yards, eight yards, three yards, four yards on the ground. So I really think that, again, yeah, the Jalen Hurts underpassing, I'm I'm in line with that. But, again, some of these 50-50 balls, if they catch some of them, will push that number way over. What do you think about Mahomes over four and a half rushing attempts? That's You can get plus money on that one. He's going to have to run at some point, obviously. and Even just, like, getting one yard – to avoid a sack counts as rushing attempt, right? For sure. What's the juice on that one? Plus 125. It's not bad. I would take that. It's not a bad one. Yeah. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What are some, uh, are, are you are you looking at anything a little unusual in your uh, in your game props? It's almost time for your yearly uh, Gatorade explanation here, but. Yeah, I so my I haven't looked at anything crazy yet. I mean, Matt, you give us inf- inside information last year on the anthem. I don't know if you have that information this year for for us as far as um how long that's going to take. Um, the Gatorade prop is quite simple, right? Like, it's to me, and I've I've said this before, um, and I'm pretty accurate on this. Um, if the team that wins is wearing white, okay, it's not going to be red or orange because those colors stain the jerseys. So you're not going to have a team that, that that's drinking orange Gatorade with a white uniform top. If you drink the orange Gatorade, it spills in your jersey. Your jersey turns orange. They're not going to do that. So if it's the Chiefs, they're just not going to do it. But the, So the Eagles, though, are the dark-colored team. They can have any really dark-colored Gatorade they want. That makes it a little bit tougher. So you have to wager on it based off of that. Also, too... Go back and look what they've worn, what Gatorade color they've worn, they've drunk in this year, if you can see it ever. In any of the games they played wearing green or, or white jerseys, like that's another tell too. You wear the same Gatorade, you, you drink the same Gatorade all season long. Like you don't change that for the Super Bowl. So that's also a tell to go do that as well. So I don't know. That's the way I look at the Gatorade color. Are you going to have inside info on the Chiefs Gatorade? I'm going to try, but probably not. I'm not going to be able to do the, uh, the old Jared Lorenzen, go to the sideline and take a peek at beforehand. Okay, well, do your best. Um, can I give you uh, the stupidest thing that I have put my hard-earned money on? Yes. Okay. Please. Gabe, you're going to like this one. The opening kickoff to not go for a touchback 
is plus 126. Now, here's the case. I, I, I know you're going with this, and I like it a lot. Go ahead. In most of the season, every game except the Super Bowl, the kickers get to work out the balls before the game, right? Like you get to, the teams get to take, I think, six balls with them that the kickers use. The kickers get to break in. But because it's the Super Bowl, they don't get to do that. The, the NFL selects the balls they get to use. And in those in those situations, like the kickers, they're a little harder. They're not broken in. It's a little bit harder to kick off. It feels like a brick when it leaves your foot. Um, the other thing is that this game is going to be played outdoors. And of the last 31 Super Bowls, there were three touchbacks and they were all kicked indoors. This is an outdoor game. So this is a very good chance. Also, by the way, who's going to get that opening kickoff? And not and not run it back. It's the Super Bowl. If that thing is in play, they're going to take it out of the end zone. Just the adrenaline. If the Eagles get it, they're going to be. It's their first Super Bowl at this group for the most part. I think you can get pretty good value here for plus one twenty six to bet no touchback opening kickoff. I like it. What do you think? I like it. Plus, the the Chiefs are always going to defer too. So if they lose, if they win the toss, Harrison Bucker's not been kicking the ball deep lately as well. It's true. And uh, I like it. I like it. It's a little bit strange to be betting on the opening kickoff, but you know, that's what you're here for. I, I got another, I got a crossboard for you, Jeff. Okay. G- let's do this, it. Gabe, this one's for you. Okay. So we like the chiefs plus one Oh five, but if that's not, if that's not tasty enough, if you want a bigger plus, here's what I suggest on Saturday night, there's a great UFC fight. It's Alexander Volkanovsky. He's going into a new weight class to fight Islam Makachev. Mm-hmm. Volkanovski is plus 330. He is a much better fighter, in my opinion, all around than Makachev. Here's just for people who don't follow this sport. Volkanovski is a former rugby player. He's built to, he's he's small. He's 5'6". Makachev is a rest. He, he, he's like Khabib. He likes to go down onto the ground. He likes to win fights on the ground. He's fighting a really short guy who's a rugby player who's not going to, who's going to be able to sort of dodge some of those scrums and he's not he's going to take away the best thing that Makachev has and people are sort of in the UFC the favorites tend to get juiced a little bit more so i think you get really good value on possibly a better fighter here if you combine the two of these you get plus 725 you just got to win your fight on uh, on saturday and then you can even hedge out of it uh, and you'll have your plus 330 already in the bank so that's that's a little cross border for you guys I feel like we need to add some UFC weekly analysis here, Matt. That was that was impressive. Like, guys, Matt was like using his body, his arms to like show like how the fight would go down. That's a that's an impressive amount of cross sport wagering here. I like that. Uh, I'm gonna second him because the Vulcan. I wouldn't have guessed he's getting plus money because this dude's just been a monster. Yeah, they, the UFC like basically keeps trying to beat this guy. They keep throwing huge names at him. His Ortega fight a couple of years back was insane. And I, in my, put him on the map for me. He was obviously already a great fighter by then. But. I didn't realize I had two MMA guys on the show. Well, he, since then, he's beat Holloway and Korean Zombie. Like I don't watch any MMA, so that's why I'm... I sure. like this bet, Matt. Now let me go into my uh, my area of expertise. Tom Brady. And Jeff, and Jeff, yours as well. And Jeff, I would say sit down for this, but you are sitting just like you would be if you were at the concert where it were played. Let's talk about Rihanna's first song on stage. Okay? Oh, She's got this. quite a library. Lot of options. Uh, weirdly, a few of them I'm seeing as my favorite songs are huge plus money. 
And I think people are not considering what kind of energy you need on your first song. All right, she's a showwoman. She's going to need something big. So Don't Stop the Music is minus 160. Sure, big hit. Everyone's going to know it. No, no. I don't like it. I'm sure it's in there. It's going to be a big part of the medley, but it isn't going to be the opening song. Way down the list is a song that has the most hyped start and high point quickest. We Found Love. Plus 1600. Hmm. It's definitely going to be in there. It makes sense to be first. Think about how that song goes. It's the... And then it goes absolutely bonkers. That's a good point. That's a good starting song for the Super Bowl. Right? Wow. A lot of, like, instantly jumping up and down. Then she moves into, you know, I don't know. That's certainly a song that I would listen to at at one of those uh, Wet Republic concerts that I would go to in the summer in Vegas. For sure. I think it, but it'd be, isn't it Calvin it'd be, Harris? It'd be remix, it would be like Loud Luxury would remix it for me. Um, so, oh, I like that, Gabe. Good good call. I like, God, this is why you come to this podcast, That's all I got. We, got. we got Rihanna first song. We got Matt on some cross-sport parlay. I'm surprised you didn't throw in, like, college basketball in there as well. I'll take the cross-sport parlay. I love it, guys. I like that, Gabe. That's a good value. There. Talk about value. Some good, it's a good value there. Uh, I haven't seen any any props listed. Uh, maybe you guys have and can talk about it. What what are we expecting with this whole Caddyshack reunion ad? They've been building this up for weeks throughout the playoffs. Is there something we can bet there? What what they have? I haven't seen that at all. Oh yeah, you have the the Bushwood returns. It, Serena Williams is in the ads. It's it's a very strange setup. Oh oh no. I, I do. I, I'm not. Do you guys watch Super Bowl? I don't watch Super Bowl. What ads are you doing in those in that time? Like what? I don't understand. Tweeting? Yeah, well, that's true. Tweeting, but you can probably. tweet while doing 50 other. You're probably sending a tweet right now about Alexander Volkanovsky. No, I'm not, I'm not tweeting right now because the Wi-Fi is bad. Otherwise, like, I've actually stayed off Twitter, which is really a surprise. I My tweets per show are about two per show while recording, and I'm at zero right now. So it's quite a special day for me. Um, and uh, no, no. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't really. It's not something I look forward to. So there's gonna be a Caddyshack reunion, reunion during the Super Bowl. Is that we're talking it, about? It, it seems like they're building it up for that. I don't know how well they can do it though. We've lost a few of the people, you know, the faces of Caddyshack. I'm really getting ready to just be an old man who's annoyed with whatever they did. A lot of these remakes that have been happening yeah. over the last few years, not for me. Not. Uh, did you see the new White Man Can't Jump? I have not seen it. I know it's coming into existence. Well, have you seen like the trailer for it? No, I haven't. I that is being produced by Ryan Khalil, former Panther center. I know USC huh. Trojan. Very cool. Yeah, um, Gabe, uh, are your kids looking forward to watching Super Bowl? They are. Well, my son for sure. My daughter will be into it if there are snacks, which there will be. Uh, you know, I could be surrounded by British people during this game. I just want to put that out there. So I don't know what my experience <laughs> is going to be like. I mean, you have to watch a World Cup with uh, with British people. You can watch Super Bowl with them as well. Um, yeah, there's there's other bets though, Jeff. Are you got you don't you don't have any other silly prop bets you want to enlighten us on? No, I don't really. I, I have stayed away from them for the most part. Those silly props this year. Okay. Um. So I, I got to Arizona on on Monday and I got food poisoning right away. I got it probably from the flight. So I, I landed in Phoenix like two o'clock by four thirty, yakking like for twelve hours straight. So like like today I'm kind of getting back to like life today, 
I just I'm, I'm a little behind on on the weird props because I didn't have that was supposed to be my weird like look up all this stuff before Radio Road type of thing. So I was gonna be asked about it, and I spent that time throwing up and laying in bed for 24 hours. So I'm still trying to like recover from this. I haven't looked completely at all the weird props like 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 y'all have right now. May I offer you one? Yes. I, I feel like you're as expert in this as you would be in all the football yes, analysis you've already given us. Uh, these are head-to-head, first-to-air commercial props. So okay. we know well, the companies that will have yes. ad, uh, ads, they've announced it. But this is first-to-air, head-to-head. Avocados from Mexico, minus 333. Ooh. Or Hellman's mayonnaise, plus 425. I mean, you have to take the plus money in all these wagers, don't you? I don't know what the odds makers know about avocados from Mexico, that they're so sure that's coming first. I would take the plus money in all these wagers. Might as well. If it's a coin flip from any analysis we could give, you might as well get plus money. But why do they think avocados are such a surefire thing? What's so obvious about avocados in the first quarter? The avocado commercials remind me of these Jesus commercials, you know, where it's like, what are we advancing here? It's like a fruit, a fruit, a, a guy. Like, what are we doing here? Like, maybe. But also, they're not even right. They're not even right this time of year. So, like, we're advancing on a fruit that you can't that you have to put in a brown bag for seven days till it gets ripe enough to actually eat. Yeah. By the way, avocados in the fridge? Yes or no? I I put mine in in a brown bag to ripen when I get them. So I don't put them in the fridge. Can I ask a, a Hellman's mayonnaise question? Yeah. Yes. M- mayonnaise? Yes or no? Um, absolutely, and um, Disgusting. absolutely, and it's Duke. May- it's Duke's mayonnaise. By the way, is the right answer? Duke's mayonnaise. Is the best mayonnaise, and um, that is what um, the Schwartz family uh, lives by. Duke's mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is gross. I think it's the most disgusting substance man has ever created. I can't even think about it. It's gonna make me yak like Jeff did. It's hideous. Mayonnaise is hideous. Um, What's wrong with you guys? It's hideous. You probably like mayonnaise as much as I like this next category. Which beer brand will air first? It's ad. Budweiser or Heineken, even money. I don't know how they think this is even money. Who's the official sponsor, right? Well, we know. Here's here's the quick read-up. It's, it's got to be Budweiser. It almost always would be, but apparently Heineken's been really spending. They've got some Bond commercial okay. coming. I, I don't know. I, who knows? I'd go Budweiser. Okay. I would have thought Budweiser, yeah. too. So for even money, I don't yeah. know why you wouldn't go Budweiser. Are they still doing the, the yearly Clydesdale horse Budweiser ad? Do they ever not do that? I don't know. Oh, it says here. Hold on, I see a. I see something that says uh, they're giving the Clydesdales a break, and it looks like there's going to be other kinds of animals this year. Oh no! No mistake. <laughs> Absolute mistake. <laughs> Terrible mistake. Oh, there's going to be 25 members of Congress who tweet about this for the next year. Oh, just FYI. That's that's where those texts have gone in my in my phone. You're getting them now. Matt, by the way, unfortunately, told me he follows politics, and I just gets my daily text messages just <laughs> about the about politics <laughs> he just says he enters lol every time just put up i'm eager to receive them <laughs> um oh man i just oh never mind that's a there's a different podcast for that for that discussion um oh yeah the the ba- the, the backlash if if they replace the clydesdale with like something like what would be the funniest animal that would get people outraged? You mean a politically polarizing animal? Yes. Like, if they replaced it with, like, I don't even know. It would make the people- Chinese spy balloons? Yeah. <laughs> Fair. 
By the way, that being shot down over Myrtle Beach is like so perfect Myrtle Beach. It's like unbelievably perfect for Myrtle Beach. Um, um, uh, I just wanted to throw those words at Jeff and see what happens. Continue. Jeff's Jeff's take Uh, on the spy balloon was that he was going to be the one who could film it when it was shot down because it somehow made it across the entire country over his head. We could have had Jeff live. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was going to take out my AR-15 and my bazooka and shoot it 90,000 feet up in the air. You know what I did, guys? I recorded the spy balloon on TikTok to make sure to show the Chinese that they, they cannot spy on us ever again. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, yeah. oh, geez. So, sorry. That's a good call, Jeff. The word heroes thrown around a lot these days, Jeff. Well, Jeff, you, you screwed us. This could have been the biggest day in this podcast history. Going live and then you're there reporting on the balloon being shot from the sky by a MiG-38 or whatever. By the way, so my wife is like, I think because I grew up in Los Angeles, I, there was just so much news growing up in LA. I just don't find it as cool when things like that happen. She was so, th- she's like, did you hear the balloon flew over Charlotte? I'm like, so? Like, she was like, she was showing me pictures that people took on Instagram of the balloon up in the sky. I'm like... Un. <laughs> like so she loved she watches the local news she tapes it and watches it loves the news. she loves it she loved the balloon flew over charlotte i was so indifferent to it you know what i like about sports media jeff i'm going to bring it all full circle full circle for us unlike the news media where every day is a new catastrophe every day yes. we're, we're outraged about a balloon and then we're outraged about whoever said yes. whatever at the state of the union okay what's great about sports is that no matter what's happening We just stick with the same old thing. And that's Tom Brady's underpants, Aaron Rodgers heading into the darkness, and who's going to win the big game on Sunday. We don't try to come up with 10,000 new topics. We play the hits, man. And, uh, And so there is where we probably have to wrap this week. You've given us your Super Bowl winner. We know loud and clear, Chiefs. Yeah, I did an interview today with a with a bear with a Chicago station, and he was like, How much bears did you watch? I go, I go, like none. And I was like, I don't have time to watch bad football. Like, I don't. Like, I, I watch good football. Because people say to me all the time, like, why don't you cover my team? Because they suck. Like, I, what do I tell you? I'm not going to – I don't have time to cover your crappy football team. Like, I cover college and the NFL. I, I, I don't have time to cover bad football. And we have the two – like, guys, there's no surprise. We have the team that has the best offensive defensive line in the NFL and the Eagles here. And the team with the best quarterback – they both are 16 and three. Like there's no surprise. The one seeds are here in this game. They're the best teams. And I'm really glad we're at this point. Last game of the season, obviously it's that kind of is bittersweet, of course, but it's going to be a great game. Gabe, you have not given your prediction for this game. Uh, Chiefs by a touchdown. I don't, I didn't understand the Ooh, number. A full when touchdown. It, yeah. I didn't understand the number when it came out. I haven't seen you, you kind of touched on it. I haven't seen the Eagles beat anyone at full strength in two months. I'm not convinced they're a great team. I know their record is good. I know that they're outperforming. I know their defense is serious. Yeah, yeah. Yada, yada. I just, I don't know why you would ever bet against certain people in sports. Um, Pat Mahomes is one of them. I, give me Chiefs by plenty. What, um, what would the line be, Matt, if you switch the quarterbacks? Probably be the Eagles by six. I mean, it, if you switch the quarterbacks, this would not be the Super Bowl. <laughs> Flat out. I mean, one team would still be there. Um, it would be the Bengals. Well, yeah. No, it certainly wouldn't be. Yeah, it certainly wouldn't be. All right, guys. Good crossover show here. We made it work behind Radio Row. We 
we saw Joe Montana, the highlight of the show, obviously. It was Joe. When's he coming on? He's coming on in a few in a few minutes. My agent is here, Debbie. You guys know Debbie. And she I texted her. I was like, I'm literally behind the serious set. She walked back here, was like, Oh, you're not lying. I'm like, Yeah, I'm literally in the dungeon. I'm behind. We're making it work anyways, guys. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, we'll have, obviously, a recap for the show on Monday for you guys. Um, cannot wait. Super Bowl, Eagles, Chiefs, finally here in a couple of days. Take care, everyone. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next time. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.